0: Good morning. It has already been an amazing service this morning and God's spirit and his power is here and moving. Um, for those who I haven't met yet, my name is Rebecca and I'm part of the team here at Uni Hill Church. As a church, we have been going through a series on strong faith through hard questions. We're having a little bit of a pause on that this week, but we will be going back into it next week. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Yes, and, but this morning I wanted to unpack with us, what does God want to do with our weakness? And I'm going to just dive straight in this morning to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, and it says this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes. Now if we just do a little bit of a uh, background on the Second Corinthians, it's one of the letters that Paul wrote um, the church in Corinth where he had been ministering to both the Jews and the Gentiles and he wrote letters to the people addressing some issues and concerns um, that were happening in the church of Corinth at the time and in and around chapters 10 to 13 he addresses the um, true meaning of apostleship and that the power of the gospel is, that he is sharing is not minimised but actually enhanced by his weaknesses. This morning we're going to just unpack this verse a little bit that Paul presented to the church of Corinth and see how this continues to apply to us today. If we go back and have a look at in verse 9 where it says, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power can rest on me. Weakness is not something in our culture that we like to share, let alone do we want people to see. Society these days is creating and pushing this agenda of this perfectionist culture, that um, we must present ourselves with as little flaws or with as little weakness as possible. And heaven forbid to allow anyone to see that we are only human. But Paul says here that he boasts, and the word boast signifies that he talks about it. He declares um, the areas of his weaknesses in his life. He actually puts action to this word. We keep these areas of our lives hidden away so that we don't need to identify or show that there are areas of weakness or hardship or difficulty. No, we've got it all together. And we have, we, we have this tiny little opening that we allow people to see and then we close ourselves back up again. Here, look, oh, everything's perfect. And we shut back up again. And the main driver of disconnection is our society, is our unwillingness to be vulnerable. It is this entanglement of shame and fear that if other people see and know these areas of my life or these things about me, then I won't be worthy of connection. Brene Brown, you might have heard of her. She is a very well-known researcher for her work in um, around shame, vulnerability, leadership and human connection. And she did a TED talk and it has 58 million views on this topic of vulnerability. And it's a really interesting watch if you're interested in learning a bit more about that. But she states in there that most people believe that vulnerability is weakness. But really, vulnerability is courage. Because we must ask ourselves are we willing to show up and be seen? So, vulnerability is this willingness to be seen, but to be really seen. Are we willing to open up our lives and to show these places to be honestly and genuinely vulnerable enough for Christ's power to then come and rest on us? Now, this week I recently joined a book club and when I told James I joined a book club, he was quite surprised because I'm not a very great reader. But one of my friends came to me and said, we're going to start a book club and the book is this thick, so you'll be right. So... I joined this book lab. I, I haven't read it yet, but I've got till Tuesday. <laughs> and I only have to do two chapters, which is great. <laughs> However, I, we went on Tuesday night to do a little introductory dinner, get to know you. Um, we got gifted the really tiny book, so I said, yes, I'm still in. I can do this. And we sat around and the host of the group asked us to share about what season of life we felt that we were in at that moment. And of course the initial body clench of I don't know what I want to share. I don't know where I'm at. What, how deep do I go in this? Like what do I share? And that all came to the forefront, you know, when you're wrestling those thoughts and you're trying to come up with a really great speech about what you're going to present. But one of the girls, she bravely um, went first and she just described beautifully where she was at in this moment. And immediately, it just started to break the walls down. And she was willing to be real and to be vulnerable in that moment. And then it allowed others to do the same. So one by one, everyone just openly and vulnerably shared where they were sitting at that moment. And they just shared that little slice of vulnerability. The series that we've been doing at the moment with, um, through church with these hard questions... We had last week Lisa share about her um, doubts and her struggle around her doubts of faith and if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to get online and watch it because she was amazing. It really touched me because of her willingness to just speak about this was where I was at and this is what I did. But the other thing that struck me was... At the time, the church that she was in, she wasn't able to actually go and, and share those hard questions and unpack what she was actually going through. And that made me think, we want to be a church that when people come in, they, they come through those doors, that they don't feel inadequate because we've, we've seen to have it all together. But we want to, people to feel welcome. Come as you are, because look at us. Look at us. We don't have it all together, but look what Jesus is doing in our lives regardless. And in this verse, in verse 9, it says, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Paul is flipping this notion of thinking, of keeping it hidden away, keep the walls up, put the mask on. Nor is he saying just go out and tell everything to everyone and bear it all but rather that he is going to boast, share the areas of his life that are his weakness so that Christ's power can rest on him. So that Christ's power can rest on him. Let's think about that for a moment. The word rest here means that God's power can dwell in or inhabit Paul writes that because God's grace is sufficient for me and his power is made perfect in weakness, here are the areas of my weakness. Here is where I'm finding things that struggle. Here is my hardship. Here are the difficulties. Here are the things that I can't perfect and control. Now come and dwell in that with me. Come and inhabit those areas of my life. We all here today, including myself... We all know what our weaknesses are, what struggles are for us, our hardships that we're going through. Things might be coming up in your mind this morning or servicing as we're unpacking this scripture. And I know that God's spirit has already been moving people this morning. In verse 10 it says, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Delight. Let's look at this word, delight. Because when I was looking at this, I'm like, delight is to take pleasure or joy in something. And if we think about the things that we take delight in in our everyday life, we might associate the word delight with our family, our children, um, our friends, our opportunities at work, or just different various areas of our life that we can delight and take pleasure and joy in. And Paul was a man who knew what it meant to go through hardships. If we look at the hardships that Paul was experiencing at this time in Corinthians, just the chapter before, he has a little bit of a list. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to paint a picture of Paul because he knows what it's like to go through a few hardships. He says in chapter 11, I've worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times I've received... Um, The forty lashes minus one. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones, three times shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in open seas. I've been on the move. I've been in danger from the Jews, danger from the Gentiles. I've been hungry. I've been thirsty. I've been um, got the concern for all of the churches on me. And the list goes on and on that Paul knows what it means to go through hardship after hardship. And yet he sets himself up in this moment in chapter 12 with this mindset of delight. Delight, to have pleasure and joy. Paul delights and he takes pleasure in the insults that are made against him as a leader. He delights in the hardships he was facing. Delight in the persecutions and the um, difficulties. What a counter-cultural response that Paul expresses in this moment because I'm not sure about you but if I look at this list and the other things that Paul went through I can honestly say I'm not delighting in any of those and like Paul our list of weaknesses and our struggles and our hardships not only look different to Paul but they look different to one another here today. Our culture continuously pushes this narrow focus for only on the good, the perfect, the unflawed moments of our lives and this denial to weakness, the denial to hardships or to need Jesus in those areas of our lives. And so this morning I want to ask ourselves, do we continue to just put the masks on and the walls up and we present to each other this no flaws, everything is great or this new trend, I was looking on um, social media and it says, present your reality. Like, show us your um, reality. And when you look at it, it is far from anyone's reality. Because I think if, if my lounge room looked like that in reality, I would be really, really happy. But you turn around and there's mess and the chaos. And so even when the world is pushing this um, script of this is our reality and we look at it and we feel we can't measure up. Because that is not reality for us. Or are we being genuine and vulnerable, um, genuine in our vulnerability for Christ's power to inhabit and to move in us? It is around us everywhere. The push is becoming greater and greater for this notion of perfection to control what we allow other people to see of our lives. And the wrestle continues with... Are we allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with one another, to have the willingness to be seen, but to actually be really seen? So not just this notion of I'm going to let you see only what I want you to see, but that you can see what's actually going on inside me and inside others. As we strive for this perfection or the sense of control to be perfect, we aren't allowing room for God's spirit to move in the absence of our strength. Because how can he move when we've got it under control? Or how can he move when everything is perfect, everything is fine, and we're not allowing his spirit to move? Paul, in this, these few verses, he uses this rep- repetitious language of power and weakness. To, it gets our attention because without one, we can't have the other. Without our weaknesses... We don't, need the, we don't have the need for Jesus. We don't need to be strong. We need more of Jesus. Yes. The challenge here is our mindset. Where is our response when things start happening in our lives? Because we know that things will come. No one is immune to it. And it's said countless times in Scripture that we are not immune to hardships or difficulties or areas of our lives that are weaknesses because that is when Jesus is strong. So how do we get our mindset to respond like Paul in moments like these? If we go back to verse 10, right before he speaks of his delight for these things that are happening in his life, he says that it is for Christ's sake that I delight. For Christ's cause or for Christ's glory, I will delight so that his power will rest on me. A friend of mine has her own podcast, um, Her and a Friend it, and it's called Our Village. It is a really fantastic and encouraging listen, particularly for women, but obviously men can get on and have a listen too. But um, they unpack lots of different um, themes and areas uh, for women to listen to. And she kept asking me to come on and to record a podcast for her, to share about my journey with having Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition. And, of course, I kept saying, no, I'm not doing that. Um, Why? Because I didn't want to, to tell people that. I wasn't very courageous. I definitely was not delighting in that area of my life because it's hard and I was you know wrestling with that notion of um, you know why God doesn't just take this part away from me or um, people aren't seeing the ebbs and flows of life when one moment you're feeling great the next minute you're dragging yourself right through it and I didn't have the courage to do that because everything was fine and she texts me one day saying what are you up to tomorrow and me just thinking it's a lovely friendly catch-up I said nothing I'm free all day and she said, great, because we're actually set up and we're going to record together. And I, my initial response is, oh, no. I'm like, I can't now get out of this because I've told her I'm free all day. So I thought, Lord, give me something, with that illness or something. Now's the time I really want gastro, not joke. <laughs> Um But I had two choices to make. Was I going to be honest and genuine and vulnerable enough in that area of my life To allow God's spirit and his power to move in those spaces and use it for his sake. And I chose to be vulnerable and it was a really uncomfortable feeling. But, because like Brene Brown has said, we are allowing ourselves to show up and be seen. Really seen and it takes courage. Because... And I'm not sure if you listen to it, but I've got that high-pitched voice where you're trying not to cry most of the time during the podcast because I got to just unpack the real and the, and the messy and the vulnerable stuff of what that looks like in, in my life. And through unpacking those impacts that this can have on various areas of my life. People have reached out after that or I've just been able to share my journey even a bit more with my closer friends and I wouldn't have expected that. God is using it in ways that I never knew because for his sake and for his cause, I'm allowing his power to fill the space of my weakness. Does it make the situation go away? No. Does it make it feel any easier? No, not always. But to have the mindset that God is in it with you. That not only changes your perspective, but it changes your response to the situation. And that is what Paul knew and experienced for himself when he wrote this. Now, I will invite the band to come back up, but I've got a little bit more that I'm going to finish on. We can have one situation... In front of us, and two very different reactions to it. We have these two options to choose from the denial or the delight. Do we stay in the denial and the hide it away, everything is fine, I'm put my mask on, there's nothing going on behind here? Or do we choose to be honest and vulnerable, accept an action? and take the delighting and the boasting in the weakness so that Christ's sake and for Christ's cause, he can work through us and his power can inhabit those areas. It isn't to say that we go out and we just pour out all our problems on people and go, this is me, an open book, take what you want. Or to go around and have this pessimistic view of, oh yes, I've got so many weaknesses. I've got so many hardships and so many problems there's a wisdom that comes around this and we don't want to have this pessimistic view because that is not the language that Paul used here. It is not a pessimistic outpour but it is one of confidence. I boast, I delight in my weaknesses so that I am made strong through God's sufficient grace. Through this slice of vulnerability His power can come and rest on me and for His cause working through me to help somebody else. We don't know when we just open up that little bit and just share what might be going on. We don't know what the person who's receiving that is, that's doing in their life. And so God time and time again is saying, for my sake and for my cause, can I use that to help somebody else? God shows us grace as He doesn't remove these things from us, but instead He fills the gaps, for His power is made perfect in our weaknesses. Now, some of you might know that there is this centuries old Japanese art called Kinsuji. Now, I might not be pronouncing that right, my Japanese is not fluent, but it is the art of repairing broken pottery and transforming it into a new work of art with gold. The name of the technique, it comes from the words kin, which means golden, and suji, which means joinery. And it literally translates to mean a golden repair. Now, kintsugi pottery is the concept of embracing imperfection, and it places value on their blemishes as beautiful. With this artwork, The scars and the cracks of the broken ceramic become the focus of the pottery and they turn the object into something unique and exquisite. We are this pottery. These broken pieces are like the areas of our lives that are our weaknesses, our struggles, our imperfection, and it is held together by God's Spirit filling those areas. And now instead of these being the areas of focus, when we um, open ourselves up and we're vulnerable to be seen and really seen by others, what is now the focus? It is God's Spirit and His power. It is the golden scars and cracks. The focus is Jesus and His amazing grace. It is His power filling those spaces in our lives, turning it into something unique and exquisite that can be used for His sake and His cause. So this morning I wanted to encourage you and to say that it is okay to have these areas of your life because why so that Jesus is the focus that he can come in as that golden repair and the focus is not now what you cannot bring but what Jesus brings instead in those moments so I want us to will you stand with me this morning And I wanna allow God to continue to minister to us and allow His power to inhabit the areas of your life that He may be revealing to you today. Because like I said, we all have an individual story. My weaknesses are not your weaknesses, just as yours are not the same as the person next to you, but they have just as much impact to the ones that you carry. We're not comparing them, that God may be speaking to you and He has brought something into your mind this morning or stirring something in your heart that your weakness is unique to you. But God's answer to that is still the same one. That is, we come to to this morning for God to fill us with His power, to fill those areas so that Christ's sake and for His cause, He is now the focus. He is what people will see and what people will focus on when we delight in those areas of our lives. So this morning, I just wanted us, we're gonna come around a song and just I want you to open up your heart and your minds for the Lord to just speak to you this morning and to bring those areas to the forefront of where you might need to change your mindset from this mindset of denial that everything is fine and to this mindset of delight. And Jesus, what are you going to do in this area of my life for your cause and for your sake? So this morning, let us just sing. You might want to just sit in this moment. You might want to lift your voice, but allow God's Spirit to start to move and to bring up those things that He wants to work on in your life.